Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with the Oscars, Demi Lovato versus a Froyo company, <laughs> and one year of cringe mode. Yay! Wow, 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 wow. Um, guys, follow us on Twitter. We're at Tea Time underscore 33. And on Instagram, we're at Tea Time Pod. Okay, before we get into the show, let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of reels always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Okay, the Oscars are this weekend. So Tea Time is checking in with the Oscars, but we are not the big picture. We're not the watch. We know our lane. So we're going to focus on the fashion, maybe the presenters. And we're also going to use our lovely producer, Kaya, to give us some um, recommendations of what we should be watching going into the weekend. So first things first, what are your guys' thoughts on the new format? Well... I mean, there have been a lot of questions, right, about like how the hell they're going to do this. We've seen like a wide variety of award show efforts over the past year, ranging from like janky and like Zoom and technical difficulties to like the Grammys, which I thought were really good. So I think the big question is just like, how are they going to do this? So I guess we'll see. Amelia, thoughts? I mean, this was news to me when you put this in here. I didn't realize that there wasn't going to be a host. I was like, mm-hmm. uh, what? I just, you know, I, I'll i be honest. This is not appealing to me. I just don't. <laughs> I don't need to watch this. I mean, just in general, I feel like the Oscars has lo- lost its like shine mm. just like yeah. every year. It's a little less glitzy and, you mm. know, and now especially this year, it's just like I don't need to see celebrities come together And, you know, (laughs) celebrate themselves and their accomplishments when we're living through this global pandemic. You know, it's just like it just it feels a little tone deaf. I don't know. That's a very good point, because I think on Tea Time, we have covered a lot of celebrity mishaps in the last year, trying to relate, trying to be like, we are one of the people and they're not, Mm -hmm. um, which is fine. But yeah, I then also don't want to see them get super dressed up with it, get these big teams of people in their really expensive outfits. And then I'm like, I'm still in my 
my sweatpants. See, exactly. Devil, see, devil's advocate. I do want that. I want to really? escape hmm. from the drudgery of my fucking life. I want to sit in my sweatpants <laughs> and watch rich people in incredibly expensive gowns. Wow. Look at each other. Look beautiful. Pretend like regular life is happening. Wow. Uh, and be beautiful and famous and rich for a night. That is what I want, actually. It's good One to happy for you. Yeah, yeah exactly. you'll get what you want. Exactly. Kind of. <laughs> I want like the real thing, though. You know, like yeah. I want them to be I want the red carpet. I want et cetera. And like, I mean, they kind of are, are going to try to do that to a certain extent. It's like the Union Station is like the mm-hmm. hub in L.A. for it. And then they have a hub in London because originally they weren't going to let anyone zoom in which mm. is like very ableist and ageist and like just a lot of issues with that. Like there are a lot of foreign nominees who wouldn't have been able to come because of travel restrictions. And that was just like really shitty thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have relaxed that a little bit where they've kind of made like hubs available, I think overseas for people to fly there. But still like, is it the end of the world if someone zooms in to your award show because they live in a country that can't travel to LA? Like I did not love that, but I'm glad they kind of like relaxed it a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I guess it's a good sign for like sort of high production value, but there was this mm. whole article about the producers talking about like what they were going to do. And they were like, is there going to be red carpet? And they're like, no, but there's going to be like red on the ground outside Union Station. <laughs> and huh. it just, I don't know. It's just not going to be quite, <laughs> I, there's like no real middle ground where it's like they're doing too much and it's unsafe, but also like it's not enough to satisfy like the people like me who want to see kind of just like this glitzy night and like just sort of pretend like it's real. Yeah. Um, So very tough. I agree about the host thing as well. I, I think you kind of need like some sort of spectacle to make people want to watch. Yeah. I think I'm in the minority that I always like do find those kind of charming, the like (laughs) little quibs. And then it's like some little self-deprecating thing about Hollywood. I'm like, yeah, you guys know. It really depends. You get it. It depends on who it is. I just feel like it's going to be so strange anyway. I would like someone to just like wade through this with me. Like So true. In these unprecedented times, we need an anchor of the show. Um, So So. I did want to discuss, uh, who did you think that they should have picked if they were going to pick a host? Can you imagine? an anchor like Ellen DeGeneres. I mean, she (laughs) has done this several times. She needs a way back into the public's good graces. This is what I just don't realize why they didn't really fight hard. Like, why didn't her people fight hard for this? Can you imagine the backlash of of a society sitting at home on our fucking phones, nothing else to do, and hearing that Ellen's going to host the Oscars? That would have been stunning. (laughs) And she made those shitty comments about the pandemic, how hard it was for her, like being trapped in her home as like a prison. Remember that? (laughs) I don't remember that. Yes. (laughs) I just, I think they, the Oscars, itself like don't get it like they kept Kevin Hart on for such a long time I just feel like that's just in their wheelhouse to be like who cares okay <laughs> they do like people like you uh, they do I was thinking about you know Whoopi Goldberg's done it four times love like Whoopi. why not just like bring her back let her yeah. sort of wreak her like you know comforting Havoc on the Oscars. It's also been 30 years since she won her Oscar uh, for Ghosts. And there was this really great variety spread with her where she's just like still thriving, still crushing it. You know, I'm like, why not? Just bring her back. I think that would be great. She's an icon. I love her so much. She's an EGOT. She's a a LEGOT because she won a... (laughs) uh, My friend continues to remind me this. She's won an Emmy 
a Grammy, an Oscar, Tony, and she's a Disney legend. So <laughs> she's a Lee God. Um, <laughs> I also would love to see. Sorry. Um, what if, you know, I don't know. Have you guys seen that? What's the movie on Netflix with Octavia Spencer and Melissa McCarthy? Where they're like superheroes? Where they're superheroes? Yeah. Why not have okay. those two hosts? Yes. I mean, sure. I love those and, two. Sure. Separately. I also nothing, so, genuinely, yeah. I think. Yeah. I just yeah. think we need a guide through this like strange night. No one knows what to expect. Like, just give us someone to follow. I but, agree. Alas, we don't have Alas. <laughs> So we have to bring in our producer, Kaya, because she has watched by far the most amount of Oscar movies than all of us. And again, this is tea time. We're not here to really critically dissect these movies, but we did want to bring her on to be like, here's what you should watch. Here's like top line, my recommendations. Yeah. Tell me what to watch. I need to know. (laughs) Welcome. Please tell us. Yeah. So these are, once again, no expert opinions here. Just solely (laughs) what I enjoy. And that's okay. Kai is scared of film Twitter. So everybody just stay calm. Um, yeah. So I was, I always try each year to watch like all of the movies nominated for big picture. I usually fail, but are nominated for big picture, nominated for best picture, <laughs> but there's so many on streaming this year. So I had actually seen mm. a decent amount. Mm. So let's, I'll just go through the list. The father haven't seen it. Don't know what it's about. I think Olivia Coleman's in it. I don't think I'll make yeah. an effort. It's to depressing. Watch it. I think it's sad. So I oh. decided I didn't need that in my life this year. Mm. All right. Yeah, we'll pass. continue. <laughs> uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. I think it is good. I did fall asleep halfway through, though. I ah. did start it at like 10 p.m. on a Saturday. So I might actually go back this weekend and try to actually watch it without falling asleep um, because I've heard it's very good. Great. Uh, Mank. Very boring. I turned it off halfway through. That's what my parents did. My parents will usually sit through those boring movies and they were like, we hated it so much. We turned it off after 30 minutes. Yeah, it's just like, I guess you have to watch like Citizen Kane first Mm, to like get the references and it's in black and white. And like Amanda Seyfried is in it and like she's pretty good. But yeah, it's just like, it's, pretty boring so don't watch that one uh minari i haven't seen and i think that's the one i'm gonna make the most effort to watch this weekend because that's the only one really that's good. the only one that i saw it's good it's worth okay time great for sure. yeah uh so i'm gonna watch that one this weekend nomadland i really enjoyed it's just like really beautifully shot francis mcdormand's really good in it it made me cry i don't know why mm. i don't know if it's like actually very sad but it just got to me is it like soothing a little bit? Um, yeah, I would say it's soothing. There's okay. not really like that it's, one. It's basically like a woman and she's just kind of like traveling around the like West in like an RV and like meeting different mm. people. So, yeah, I mean, it's not like super high stakes. Like, yeah, that's I mean, I'm into that right now at this point in my life. I yeah, need it's good. Entertainment. It's okay, good. good. I would recommend that one. Um, Promising Young Woman. High stakes. It's really good. There's a really like insane twist ending. I would definitely recommend watching it. There's been discourse about mm-hmm. it, but I thought overall it was a really good movie. Uh, Carrie Mulligan is like really, really good in it. And Love Carrie. Uh, all of the like men they get to like you to play shitty men in the movie are like really good. They get like Bo Burnham. They get the guy who plays McLovin. And super bad. (laughs) So just great casting. 
-hmm. Sound of Metal is probably like my favorite of all the ones I saw. Riz Ahmed is just really good in it. And uh, I just, yeah, great movie. I think out of all of that, all all the ones that I've seen, that one's by far my favorite. Great. Um, And then that leaves us with Trial of the Chicago 7, which I had to turn off five minutes in because... (laughs) The guy who's in succession, who, oh, Jeremy Strong. Oh, yeah. He's like the lead. His accent sounds like Ben Stiller in <laughs> Zoolander. <laughs> and I just like could not oh, take him no. seriously. And then also, um, I had just seen Borat. Oh, and, oh, and he's in that yeah, too. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. in that. And so I literally just, I watched the Borat sequel. And then I think like a week later, I watched Child of the Chicago 7. And I was like, I, I just can't take this seriously. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's, those are my recommendations. So what very, are you Honestly, very helpful. For like, just to recap. I would audience. say my top two are Sound of Metal and Promising Young Woman. Okay, perfect. That's doable by the yeah. weekend. That's fine. Yeah. Promising young woman, you do need to pay twenty dollars to rent. Um, hmm. But Ooh, Sound of Metal tough. is streaming on Amazon. That may oh, be perfect. the deal breaker for Promising a Woman. We'll see. We'll report <laughs> yeah. back. Okay, before we move on, we should talk about the fashion. We don't know what's going to happen, obviously, but a really nice question: Who are we looking forward to seeing, Kate? Uh, my first thing that I'm looking forward to fashion wise is I thought the Grammys had really great, like coordinated masks, responsible and fashionable. Mm-hmm. We had Taylor Swift. She had like the flower dress and then she had the flowered mask. Mm-hmm. Harry Styles had like three costume oh, right. changes and he kept changing his mask. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first one is just like, I want like the glitzy masks as well. I don't mm-hmm. even care yep. if they're like the kind that you hold up. Like Tilda Swinton did one at one of the film festivals this summer where she was like holding it up, but it was like a masquerade mask. I'm like, even then, like, that's fine. Anything mask related you need to do, do it. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see Viola Davis. She has had some really great like backyard fashion shoots for award season. Mm. Um, some great colorful outfits, which we can always really count on from her. So excited to see her Oscars backyard fashion shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my girl, Vanessa Kirby, who I do have to say, I'm sad that she hasn't had like a real kind of like it girl award season run that like, you know, kind of Florence Pugh had one, Sir Ronan did it. She's like very much in that vein. Um, and she's nominated for best actress. And I feel like people don't even really like pay attention to her. Wait, for um, what? For pieces of a woman. What? Yeah, she was in The Crown. Those of you who watched The Crown, she was Princess Margaret. Um, This is news to me. I know. And I feel like if it had been a regular award season, I mean, she looks incredible. She's had all these like great femme fatale looks. She's really cool. And I feel like people would have been paying more attention to her if it had been just like a regular year. Um, Mm -hmm. So I feel like she missed out. I'm excited to see what she wears. Uh, And then the guys, Riz Ahmed, Leslie Odom Jr. and Daniel Kaluuya have just crushed it color wise. Like we love the color. Mm. They've done the velvet. They've done the Mm -hmm. brocade. A lot of like nice turtlenecks over like, you know, just just very creative looks (laughs) uh, for the rest of award season. And so I'm excited to see because you just you can't give me just like a black tux, you know, like. Yeah. Go a little further. Uh, a lot of capes. Leslie Odom Jr. has been wearing a lot of cape sort of jackets. Mm-hmm. So yeah, excited to see them. We can yeah. count on them to switch it up. I'm excited to see Anya Taylor-Joy because yeah. her dark green Dior dress from the Golden Globes was like one of the most stunning dresses I've ever seen. That and one really blew up. She looked like a fairy goddess woman and her fair skin and her light hair just looked like just really a wreath reel. Um, and I'm really excited to see what she does because I feel like she's going to do something 
really beautiful yeah. and stunning and like big. Um, and then of course, Zendaya, who's a presenter. I feel like she, every time, you know what I mean? she's just a solid, you can count on a good outfit. Yep. She her. understands the assignment as the kids say on Twitter these days. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> what you about go. you, Amelia? <laughs> you know, I just love Frances McDormand. Like yes. she, you know, she's kooky and I just, I love her. I don't Remember know. Remember the hat, the hat that she wore? Was that the Met Gala? <laughs> I think that was at the Met Gala. Wore, like, yeah. The, the blue feathers. Yeah. She should bring that back. Why I, not? I would love that. <laughs> All right. Let's keep going. Let's do the next category. It's relationship news slash not worth the tea slash this week in social media. We're starting with a feud. Millie, yes. go ahead. A feud. Demi against the Big Chill, which is a frozen yogurt place in Los Angeles. She took to Instagram to, I guess, air a few grievances. She said, um, find it extremely hard to order Froyo from at the Big Chill official when you have to walk past tons of sugar-free cookies slash other diet foods before you get to the counter. And, you know, she's referring to... what exactly what it is it, the, the diet foods the sugar-free cookies blah 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 and and so she went on this whole like how dare you and this is like a small company that I'm sure is struggling during the pandemic and you know some people actually do need to know if certain foods have you know diet restrictions like mm-hmm. um, people with diabetes or celiac disease and I understand that you know diet culture is harmful and it's a bad thing but at the same time I mean I think there are uh, are a decent amount of people who do diets because they want to healthily lose weight and they want to be healthier. And, you know, they find it um, helpful when something is like, okay, you know, this isn't like a thousand calories per serving. I mean, sure. Yeah. You know, also, so I've been going to the Big Chill since I was in high school or middle school. It's like a oh. real staple in my life. It's really freaking good. But I think, yeah, they can't label it as those like, yeah, for diabetics or for celiacs because that is other people's medical conditions. So having it be sugar-free, gluten-free, whatever it is, like mm-hmm. I think that is potentially better labeling than having to air out like other people's Every like, single medical problem. Yeah. Totally. Um but they do cater to all lifestyles, which is what they responded, right? They were like, right, we yeah. have everything under the sun, including dairy-free, I mean, um, full of dairy, full of sugar, whatever, like these like full Froyo options. So exactly. they cover the gamut. It is not just like a diet Right, place. and not just a diet place. And I, you know, I know that she's coming or trying to come from a good place. I, I get that, but- just, you know, pick your battles. And this was just right. not a battle she should have picked. And it just, she came off condescending and rude to this little yogurt shop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's just, she's kind of suffering from Jamila Jamil disease <laughs> a little bit. And I think Jamila commented and she was like, go girl. And which is just like, yikes. That's when you know you've gone too far. <laughs> and then she went, I think, didn't she go on an IG live or she posted a video of herself talking about, and she's just digging the hole deeper and yeah. she's got her new haircut and people started calling her Karen Lovato. And it was just like, oh no. Yeah. yeah. Not, not great. Yeah. She's been trying to backtrack now and she has ke- like the big chill in her kind of went back and forth a couple of times. And I think now it's all kind of just like put to bed because a lot of people have like reached out and discussed kind of like the merits of that system to her. But yeah, it's right. It's hard. Kate, what do you think? I mean, I do totally get like being angry at sort of like the weaponization of like diet culture. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, you know, and especially at that point in her life. But yeah, totally wrong execution. Like she just came at it from the wrong way. Too yeah. emotional about it. Like just like sit down, think about it, think about the best way, especially with her platform. Right. To, uh, communicate that message instead of sort of yelling at a Froyo shop on Main. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That's what she did. Uh, one other bad piece of news for Tea Time is that Zach Efron and his girlfriend of 10 months have broken up. <laughs> and I'm very sad about this. This was like <laughs> a very idyllic relationship. This is kind of like when you're a teen dreaming about a celebrity that you're like, they date me is exactly what happened. She was a waitress. They met at a restaurant right. and then boom, she quit her job. And then they just have been like traveling throughout Australia for the last 10 months. Um, but I'm sad. Did and- we jinx them? Is this our fault? We oh. talked about them on the last episode. Is yeah, this probably. us? Did we do this? Yeah, Damn. probably. Well, we have a curse. Do you yeah. think that he is going to get with the it girl of Australia, Rita Ora? Maybe that's why he was like, Maybe. she's here. She's I got to shoot my shot <laughs> before someone else does. Oh, my God. Maybe. <laughs> Food for thought. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and then one other little piece of relationship news is we have kind of been leaving them alone because there's not much <laughs> to say. They're like very blissfully kind of like boringly in love. But Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian are like really steamy on Instagram, but I just kind of have to like put it out there um, because they're really heating up. It was just recently her birthday. This is only a month after going public, but granted, who knows how long they were dating before Mm. that. But there is some real PDA happening (laughs) on Instagram that they're putting for millions of people, which is like kind of amazing and kind of a flex, especially to Scott Disick, who's like Mm. continuing to date 19-year-old women for some unknown reason. But yeah, Travis Barker posted a a little video of like Kourtney Kardashian sucking on his thumb and like fully making out on a couch and like (laughs) his hand on her foot where you see her butt. It just, it's a, it's a lot. It's very steamy. Um, So I just want to like, The thumb video really took me back to the days of like toe-sucking tea time content. Luckily we've left, we've left that in the past, hopefully. Yeah, we're Uh, better women. But I did have like a little bit of trauma when I watched that video. Yeah. Well, yeah, but anyway, yeah, go ahead, Amelia. Uh, oh, no, I just, uh, and then he got a tattoo, right? Of her yes, name? on his chest. Oh, wow. Oh. This is, guys, this is it's a It's been lot. a month. You said it's been a month? A month after going public. Who knows oh, okay. how long they're dating in secret. <gasps> wow. Yeah, I just want to like put a pin in that. I don't think they're going to like get married anytime soon, but I just want us all to like keep them in the back of our heads. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Great. Uh, Moving on. What's the next thing? Uh, This is not worth the tea, but I just thought it was really funny. As you know, Mm. I watch Jeopardy most nights. Yes. Uh, And the other night, there was a question about Kiki Palmer. And the clue was something like, you know, this actress, Hustler's actress hosted the 2020 uh, VMAs. And they showed a picture of Kiki Palmer, icon, and none of the contestants got it. And it was such a dark twist of fate because she had previously you know, year before last gone viral for not being able to identify Dick Cheney. And she had the historic quote, sorry to this man, he could be walking down the street and I wouldn't know a thing. Uh, And I watched, I sat on my couch and I watched as three grown humans looked at Kiki Palmer and were just like, sorry to this woman. I do not know her. And so it just felt like, I don't know what she did recently. If like karma has come around, full circle, her planets are in retrograde. Like, I don't know. But it was difficult to watch. It was difficult for me. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing in this category, Liz Kelly, famously not on social media, or at least not on Twitter. And I've made some references in the past 
couple months, past month, uh, <laughs> to things that have happened on Twitter, whether, you know, on this podcast, in our group chat, and Liz just, like, doesn't get it. And so I need to catch Liz up on just, like, some Twitter discourse from the past week. Uh, and then I need to teach both Liz and Amelia about a meme that apparently people <laughs> people just don't. I'm too online. I need to log off is the answer. Uh, but just some dumb Twitter discourse this week. First of all, drinking water <laughs> was up for debate this week. Thanks to a tweet by Anne Helen Peterson. This is what she said. Would love to read something on the contemporary obsession with hydration and personal water bottles. My granddad lived to his mid 80s, not only smoking two to three packs of cigarettes a day, but also, to my knowledge, exclusively drinking water when it was in his coffee or in the form of ice in his gin. Mm. Don't get me wrong. I love water bottles and I drink a lot of water. I'm just saying it didn't used to be this way. We are hydration obsessed. Look at all the little kids on the playgrounds with their individual water bottles. So Twitter loves shit like this. <laughs> Immediately was like, I drink water. I'm a, I'm a healthy person. I drink water. And then other people who also love to expose themselves were like, yeah, I don't drink water and I'm fine. Wow. And then everyone else was like, how are you alive? Like, right. are you good? Um, so there was this huge debate about whether drinking water is trendy. Liz, you drink a lot of water. I drink do you a feel lot like, of water. Do you feel like it's a trend? Do you feel like more people are drinking water these days? You know what? I think it's a fear tactic that like... <laughs> Like that if you don't drink an, the X amount of water, like some bad thing will happen. Like at one point, I, it's very vague, but I do feel like it has been instilled in us that like drinking a lot of water is like very good for you. Everyone we work with back when you're in the office had some kind of personal right. hydro flask situation. Mm. You can't go anywhere without people having a personal water bottle. I do really do like drinking water, which is probably the most boring thing about me. But um, yes, I don't know. I I mean, everyone's health obsessed now, I feel like. Amelia, you're a beverage expert, but not so much water as other beverages. Do you drink like other stuff and feel like you're hydrated and you don't <sighs> need water? That's a great question. I, well, I do, I actually do drink water and I've been doing it a lot at home, but I love mm -hmm. like the flavored waters. Like if mm -hmm. there's anything I love, it's the flavored waters or it's the waters that are like, this has been infused with vitamin B, mm -hmm. E and A and dandelion <laughs> stems. Like I had a dandelion <laughs> stem thing the other day where it's like, you know, it's, it's water water but it's also they throw in some random stuff so it's like 10 calories but yeah. like right. then they advertise that it like makes you sleep better and stuff and I'm just like yes please Amelia, Amelia and I also love um, sparkling water which we then realized yes. was like rotting our teeth it's so very bad okay it's but very I do bad I think my worst opinion is that I actually do kind of think coffee and tea should count as water because you're really? adding water you to me? it you put but yeah, a, a cup full of water and then you add some shit to it it's still water you're and still actually, drinking water. My boyfriend shares his opinion. He thinks tea is tea is notoriously dehydrating. It dehydrates. Well, you. isn't coffee too? Coffee too, right? Yeah, probably. Well, yeah, probably. I only know but about you're tea. Still but you're drinking water. Yeah, yeah, but, but that's like says, been changed. But that's not the same thing. <laughs> it's like the chemicals have changed, and now it's like a different yes. property. Yes, <laughs> I feel like, but I feel like it should count as drinking something and water. No. no. Okay. No. I don't know about no. that. I don't we'll have to talk this to Mike about that. This was the Twitter debate. I do drink water. I, I just, I'm not mm -hmm. great with the, okay. the big water bottles. Liz always had to remind me when we were in the office <laughs> to drink the water. Okay. The other dumb Twitter discourse of the week. Actually, this was good Twitter discourse. Hamish Steele, 
tweeted a video of a scene from School of Rock and said, mm-hmm. this scene is more revolutionary than I think they even knew and really stuck with me as a child, especially the last line. Um, and it was the scene of, I believe we all love School of Rock on this podcast, yes. mm-hmm. uh, of Jack Black talking to Tamika, who's the singer um, in his you know school rock band, mm-hmm. uh, about being confident to go on stage despite her weight or despite her, you know, whether she's self-conscious about it. And basically he's just saying like, I'm big and like, I'm sexy and I love going on stage. People worship me and like, I'm chubby and hot. And like, mm-hmm. I love to eat. And like, that's fine. Um, so this tweet got 80,000 retweets uh, and 470,000 likes. And Jack Black started trending worldwide on Twitter because of it. School of Rock was trending nice. worldwide on Twitter. And people just really resonated with it. And then people were just like, Jack Black is sexy and always has been sexy. And that was like the Twitter discourse. Right. Uh First, I agree. People yeah. are like, Jack Black mm-hmm. should have been Star-Lord. I also fucking agree. Yeah. Get rid of Chris Pratt. Yeah. I would have loved uh, that. Oh my yes. God, that would have been so good. Yeah, and I just love like the Jack Black renaissance that we're in. Like not even yeah. necessarily because he's doing things. He's kind of just like on TikTok. Uh, but people just have a new appreciation for him. Yeah. And I, I love it. If it drives people back to School of Rock, so be it. I freaking love that movie. <laughs> so good. Um, it's one of the best. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, um, fun. Wait, can I just say, I'm sorry. Yeah. One thing, and this, I'm sorry to do this to Kate, but the guy who wrote School of Rock is on a season of Survivor. <gasps> what wow. season? Uh, oh, Dana yeah. versus no, it's Goliath. The guy he's, he's in. It's he's Mr. Schneebly. Yeah, he went on Amazing Race too. Mr. <laughs> <Yeah>, Schneebly's <laughs> on a season of Survivor? Yeah, and on Amazing Race with his dad, like yeah. twice, I think. Oh my God. Okay, I forgot I'll have to that find he out wrote about it. that later. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Okay, lastly, this is important, Kate. Sorry. Okay, this is, was assigned um, to me. Uh, another, <laughs> I've made references to this meme several times in the past month, Liz mm. finally had to ask me what I was talking about. And then I asked the rest of Tea Time if they knew what I was talking about. And they were like, kind of not really. So this is going to be like one of the harder things to explain on a podcast, but I'm going to try. <laughs> I apologize for the bad content. Um, I'm talking about the meme, which is just being perceived. This meme got was really big probably six months ago. There was an article about it in the tab by Greg Baradale. And people in quarantine started talking about being perceived. Uh, and it all kind of goes back to this 2013 New York Times essay called The Mortifying Ideal of Being Known. <laughs> and it just, I think people in quarantine were just like, I just want to exist in my little bubble. I don't want to go out in the world. I don't want to talk to people. And that just has kind of amped up, obviously, in the past year. Mm-hmm. And people started sort of talking about this feeling by saying, being perceived, the experience of being perceived. Uh, so Brittany Brosky, who is the kombucha girl, uh, mm. was one of the first people I think who kind of like really jumped on this. And she said, I'm so sick of being perceived. I literally cannot deal with people having an opinion of me. <laughs> Obviously a very popular opinion. Uh, yeah. But then the more people that were just tweeting about being perceived, it really kind of turned into a meme. So Jabuki yeah, on Twitter, who's obviously big on Twitter, um, was like, that's enough being perceived for today. People were like, <laughs> me and my homies hate being perceived. Uh, JP Brammer, also big on Twitter, was like, being perceived is the biggest waste of my time. Stop perceiving me. <laughs> um, so I just tried to use this, you know, in casual conversation the other day with Elizabeth. She was asking me why I was dreading a meeting that I had to talk during. It'd be on camera during. And I was like, mm. I simply do not wish to be perceived. And she was like, I literally <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, I, I do get it in concept and I could assume, but I did not realize there was such a big um, internet conversation behind it. 
there I don't is. like being perceived. Amelia, do no you? one does. Okay. I guess not. No, I'm I'm still confused, but I get you're you're helping me. You're helping me. The Thank more you. you the more you see it in context, uh, the more it the funnier it is, in my opinion. Someone else tweeted and was like, Mom, can you pick me up? I'm being perceived. <laughs> oh Christ. Uh, so okay. yeah, you know, it's a constant struggle of not wanting people to ever think about you and also like wanting <laughs> attention, you know? So Wow. It's tough out here. Yeah. The mortifying ideal of being being known. Oh, God. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says, Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Let's keep going. This is something fun that Kate, I have to give credit for, thought of. It has been, you guys, unbelievably, a year of doing cringe mode. Um, yep. It feels like just yesterday I was cracking open those Twilight books and now we're here. <laughs> but um, so, Kate, can you explain the concept of what we're doing today? Uh, you know, when we first made cringe mode, it was a ripoff of binge mode. And we were in an office and we were talking about Twilight. And we were like, someone should do binge mode Twilight. And then when we came into quarantine and we had no content and no celebrities were doing anything, we were like, it's the perfect time. So we did cringe mode Twilight. And really, it used to be, or at least like in its initial thing, it was just me and Liz because that was when we had the podcast split up in early quarantine. And it was really kind of a binge mode ripoff. And now it has morphed mm-hmm. into a rewatchables ripoff because we've never had an original <laughs> thought. Uh, and so... 
I, on this, on the idea of sort of ripping off three watchables, I was thinking about it. I was like, what could we do to celebrate one year of cringe mode? And the rewatchables recently, I guess, I think last year to celebrate, I believe a hundred episodes, maybe more. They went back to their very first ever rewatchables movie, which was heat. And they did the reheat pod. And I was like, <laughs> what if we did the retwilight pod? And we brought on <laughs> Amelia, who was not on it last time. Obviously our category has changed, evolved. There are many things that we do now talk about now that we didn't talk about then. So I was like, too light, too twilight, too light. I don't know. Oh, uh, the retwilight. Let's do it. Yeah. So uh, my pitch was met initially with not much enthusiasm. And then I kind of <laughs> just like battered down, battered down the slack door and was like, hello. Uh, and and here I, we are I doing bullied it. them into it. So here yeah. we are. And it should be noted. I will not say a single a similar thing. Kate and I re-listened to our original mm-hmm. cringe road, which I get. Maybe it's I hate being perceived. I hate listening to myself. <laughs> that was really um, not enjoyable. But anyway, yeah. new thoughts, new perspective mm-hmm. on life, I think, a year later. Yeah. yeah. So let's do it. Let's try it. Amelia, welcome to Twilight, first of all. <laughs> so excited. Um, let's do highlights, guys. Uh, Kate? Okay. Rewatching this movie, just whole new experience. We're going to get on this in a little bit. But I was also thinking about sort of the enduring nature of Twilight over time. Last time we got really into the book and I was just thinking about like what aspects of the movie have just really held up. Mm. And one of the main things is the soundtrack. People our age on the internet still fucking love the Twilight soundtrack. There are a couple of big things. Super massive black hole, uh, which plays during the baseball team scene, which I'm going to get to in a second by Muse, I feel like is one of the songs where if, you know, there's a Twitter prompt or something and people are like, what song do you hear that just like immediately takes you back to a movie scene? Supermassive Black Hole by Muse. Uh, It's just like you could never play this in another movie Mm. and in a different scene and not have people be like, wait, that's Twilight Baseball, actually. Mm -hmm. And then Paramore uh, did Decode Mm. for this movie, which is also a banger. Um, (laughs) Aged really well. Again, like you'll see memes of this song and being like, we, you know, we didn't give her her due, which I think is true of Paramore in general. Mm -hmm. Um, That's really big. And then also Robert Pattinson saying on some songs uh, <laughs> for the Twilight soundtrack. I'm not what? saying they aged well necessarily, but the internet is obsessed with that fact. It's kind of like mm. the uh, sort of the thing where, you know, in Lord of the Rings where Aragorn kicks the helmet and breaks his toe and everyone's like obsessed with that little bit of trivia. That is sort oh. of like the Robert Pattinson singing on the Twilight soundtrack of 2021. <laughs> so wow. listen, he's a Renaissance man. He was a Renaissance man then and he is now. Uh, Absolutely. And... Yeah, love just love the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. On that note, uh, I could not believe my ears listening to our first Twilight pod. We made so much fun of the baseball scene. How dare we? How dare <laughs> we? I think part of it was because we were so focused on the book and it's better in the book. But I rewatched the baseball scene. Iconic. Listen, the bat flip. <laughs> he does the bat flip and then he hits mm. the ball. It's stupid. It's great. You've got the song. You've got Alice with kicking her leg up in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh it's just so dumb and so unnecessary and so great. And I want to redeem myself for the things that I said on the last podcast. <laughs> that wasn't me. That was early quarantine, Kate, and I'm a new woman. Okay, that's good. That's gross. <laughs> Wait, but is it better? Would you, if you guys had to oh, choose between oh, like High School this. Musical 2, the, the baseball oh scene in that, because that's also an iconic it's scene? So, oh, see, but that one is so homoerotic that I may have to go mm. with High School Musical 2. <gasps> 
It's got music. It's got music. It's got dance moves. Charged, charged sexual energy. Yeah. And this one is aggressively heterosexual. So I think I actually am going to go at the high school musical too, but it's very close. This is good. This is the perspective we need after a year of cringe. Right. We've seen right. multiple baseball scenes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Last year, last time, I focused way too much on like Edward Cullen's very sinister angry ways and his his clench fisted in the biology lab. But I didn't ask the why. I explained (laughs) that he is mad, but I didn't examine myself why he could be mad. And rewatching it, I was like, look, this man is literally 104 years old (laughs) in high school biology, has had no, he's seen a lot, first of all. He was born in 1901. Wow. Didn't think about, didn't give him that like credit when I was watching it the first time. (laughs) So of course he's probably a quick trigger with his emotions because he's seen a lot. He's dealt with a lot, especially he's very set in his ways. Think about our grandparents. (laughs) They're only like, you know, 70 to 80. Edward Cullen's 104. So I didn't really, I didn't really think about that. And I'm really sorry. I understand why you're (laughs) angry, um, Edward Cullen. (laughs) And then my other thought, basically after living on TikTok for the last year was, have you guys seen those videos where it's like, POV of like your husband's like work wife or you go visit your long distance boyfriend and like his best like girlfriend on his dorm comes up and it's like some girl kind of pretending to be a work wife. Do you know what I'm talking about? I actually have not seen any of these. I obviously need to spend more time on TikTok. Oh, they're so good. It's just basically being a really annoying woman. Um, (laughs) Uh Sure. Some kind of platonic relationship with like the guy you're dating, but uh, whatever. Anyway, this is Anna Kendrick's character in this movie <laughs> because the whole point is this woman comes up and she's like, oh my God, don't worry. No, like he talks about you all the time. Like, don't you, Mike? Like, uh, I like get jealous, but like we spend all of our time together and like he gets you at home, blah, blah. They're like the worst kind of girl, I think. Um, and that is Anna Kendrick's character because she's the one who's like, aren't people from Arizona supposed to be like, uh, like really tan? Like what happened to you? Like that is an annoying comment. I love, I love the way you find new ways to be annoyed by her every time she comes up. It's honestly impressive. It is impressive. She calls Bella Swan like the shiny new toy, clearly out of jealousy. Anyway, once again, I'm just (laughs) building my case to collectively (laughs) ignore Anna Kendrick from the pop culture. One of these days we're going to have to do pitch perfect and you're going to have to just like really let it all out. I actually, I actually can't. I think that's like in my contracts. Okay, Amelia, what's a highlight for you? You know, I do appreciate like, I hate these movies, but I do appreciate that they gave it to a woman director, you know, mm. because usually they just are like, let's just give it to a man, you know? And mm-hmm. I'm, I feel like did they probably did end up giving it to a man, the other two movies, but you know, at least they gave it to a woman, the first one. And, um, yeah. So thank you because I don't think they did that for Harry Potter, you know? So <laughs> are you saying they're on the same level? Well, no, but I'm just saying that they were both like, you know, they captured a certain hype of the books and it was very, it was very similar and that they're both very popular and they're fantasy mm-hmm. books. And honestly, I think she did a good job. I think Catherine Harduck did a pretty good job. I think she's a good director. I Have you ever seen 13? That's, that's a good movie. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So yeah. I'm know. proud of you, Amelia, for coming up with some highlights. That was good. Those were, Thank those you. were solid. Let's do some low lights. Um, Kate, thoughts? Uh, there is one one aesthetic choice that I still just can't get behind for this movie, mm. uh, and it's the color grading. I un- mm. listen. I understand 
wanting to make it seem, you know, you're in Forks. It's like this very rainy place, but like literally everything is blue. And I said this on the last pod and I'm sorry that I'm saying it again, but like it is so over the top how blue this movie is. You can make it seem sort of like weird and creepy by, you know, making it kind of blue, but it is too blue. That's my final thought. My sister is currently in Forks right now. She's on a road trip. (gasps) She is? Oh my God. And she's in texting me. She did not know that we were doing Twilight this week. It's actually very weird timing. She texted me while we were recording this pod and said, at the local hospital, there's a reserved spot for Dr. Carlisle Cullen. Stop. (laughs) Oh my God. That's really funny. Take pictures and send them. The Forks tourism TikToks. I was going to talk about those in a minute. Yeah. Uh, are incredible content. That's and I really love it. Funny. She needs to like go for a walk in the woods and just like yeah. see what happens. There's a sign that says Edward Cullen didn't sleep here. No. no. Oh, I love it. Oh, Why? Wow. My God. That's such That's a really random funny. place for her I know. to be. She's making her way down to California. Anyway, I had to insert that. Um, <laughs> incredible. Right where you incredible. Said that. Um, also, just the idea of this being a year ago that we watched this is so wild to me. I think this my sense of time is really warped. It feels like <laughs> just yesterday I had accidentally read that Twilight book in a day, but now we are here a year later. It's weird. It was, I see it to me, it feels like so much longer ago because I feel like we were so young and naive and we were just like, oh, like we'll split up tea time because we're on Zoom, which is like so weird. And then we'll like reread this book in our childhood bedrooms and like it'll be so fun, quirky. <laughs> And now a year later, we're just like still fucking here. Uh, So (laughs) I don't know. It's like the it's just like the very specific stage of early quarantine to me where it was like, you know, animal crossing and whipped coffee. Where it's like I will forever associate that with like optimism a little bit. Uh, I don't know. Stark. Okay. This is really dark. Um, (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. This movie takes itself very seriously. And Mm. I think it's not normal. The amount of time, like no normal adult, I think has rewatched this twice in the last year. So maybe I'm just (laughs) fatigued by like the story, but it just takes itself way too seriously. The, we inserted fun into the pod and we insert fun into like Twilight in general. But like, there's actually not a lot of fun stuff happening. And we have since watched a lot of really fun movies. And I've really gotten jazzed about talking about them. And I think we just had like, you know, fun examining this dumb book. But (laughs) yeah, no real lighthearded content out of this it's true. movie. It's true. It it's a little dark. It is a little dark. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry. Don't you agree, Amelia? No, no, I totally do. I mean, not only is this movie like just figuratively dark, it is literally, like Kate said, it is the, the <laughs> blue tones in this are just... It's gloomy. Yes. Yeah, very gloomy. Just depressing. Yeah. God. And then I also felt like in our under, other cringe modes, we had a lot of teacher participation. <laughs> there are a lot of great teacher characters in these high school movies we watch. And there is a missed opportunity for a teacher character, a principal mm. character, maybe the person that helps Edward try to switch classes out of his bio lab, anything. <laughs> but they did not assign any meat to these characters that worked at the high school. And I feel like I could have, you know, we could have had some like jazzy bio lab teacher be like a real <laughs> character. And it was that was a that was a miss. Charlie mm. wasn't enough of an adult figurehead for you in these movies. I it distinctly okay. remember you saying you skipped his scenes. So <laughs> I are did. you sure you would have actually watched scenes with the teacher in <laughs> these movies? Not. Anyway, not. let's move on. Uh, what's the last low light, Amelia? You know, this is, I, I don't want to be, I, I know these people are like conventionally very attractive in real life. They're gorgeous, but God, they're just, they look 
the real uggos in this movie, you know? I'm just like, God, this is just hard for me I to need, look at. I need more specifics, actually. I really do. Because <laughs> who in this movie, who in this movie did you see and go to the outline and write, these vampires are uggos? I'm sorry. It's not well, believable. Like, I need, I genuinely <laughs> need Edward specifics. Edward Cullen, I just don't think he... Robert I, Pattinson is an uggo? Yeah, in this movie he is. I what? think he's very no. handsome normally, but like, no. I think he's hot as like Cedric Diggory in Harry Potter, but I, he just looks so uggo in this and his hair he is just not. Mm, wow no. all over the place I've never no? disagreed okay. more it's, it's good to have all different right. opinions it's good to have different opinions that's wow good. I regret bringing you into this segment <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry uh, what has aged the best and the worst to you Kate aged the best Carlisle listen TikTok loves Carlisle they love a dilf uh, mm. and Carlisle people just are like he was underrated and I agree uh, age the worst and this has to do with something that we dug into in future books is Jasper who one the actor has done jack shit since this movie like has mm. not could not name him if you paid me second of all turns out he was a confederate soldier who's like a psycho so again TikTok who informs all of my opinions about everything out on Jasper and on Carlisle uh, Carlisle Damn. age well Jasper age badly totally agree um, also age the best. Speaking of TikTok, listen, the memes are still going strong. Still. Maybe it's just because uh, a lot of people still send me Twilight TikToks <laughs> a year after we did this. <laughs> and so like my For You page, like just can't move on. Mm. Um, but, you know, usually memes like die off after a couple months, you know, especially on yeah. TikTok. But people keep finding new Twilight content. <laughs> Uh, to share. There was like a whole trend where like people were watching Twilight for the first time like with their partner, like with their boyfriend or whatever and like filming their reactions to it. There was a whole thing about like words that Stephanie Meyer uses too often in TikTok or uh, in Twilight in the books. There was like, you know, they were like talking about who Twilight characters would have voted for. It's just Mm. they keep finding ways to uh, just freshen up twilight meme culture uh and it really has had legs and i have to salute it i don't know why but it does every time i watch a video then it says bella where the hell have you been loca immediately (laughs) send it to kate i don't even watch the rest of it i don't know what else it says and that meme was recent that was like a couple months ago that that was big like why why are people still coming up with memes i don't know but i love it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Don't know. Um, also, is age the worst? So we didn't really talk about this last time, which is confusing to me. But Bella's big dry bar curls, uh, big barrel curls, her headband that like takes it all back, her low rise jeans, <laughs> her double layered Hollister shirt. Mm. I feel like we didn't we did not focus on the fashion enough in the first movie. Very weird. Fashion's weird in the books too, which we did talk about. But yeah, yeah strange styling choices. Odd. Uh, Amelia. Wow. Um, I guess this is more a question for you guys. It's, uh, but it's it is best worst aging depending on your answers. How easy was this to choose as like the first cringe mode? And would you say after you know a year of watching this, is this truly like the cringiest movie that you've seen recently? I would say it was more like Twilight birthed cringe mode. You know, because mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. like we were like someone should watch this movie right. that is well-known and important to a generation, but like isn't actually good, but people love, but is bad, but love Mm -hmm. because it's bad. So that was kind of like the blueprint. And then we sort of went into the other ones and now it has kind of morphed into what movie do we want to (laughs) watch? Which is fine. We'll Uh, get into that. um, I think it's aged, it's aged well just because it was like very true to sort of like the original cringe mode blueprint. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But I would say going on like our, we've been watching more movies that we actually like in recent yeah, months. Sure. Uh, so tough, tough watch, especially for Amelia, as I can tell, uh, <laughs> in reference to that. But would you say it's like the cringiest, like of all movies you've ever seen? No. No. Oh, wow. Okay. We did some worse ones for sure. Okay. Yes. Um, okay. Let's do MVP. Kate, who's your pick? Uh, we didn't have the MVP category last time. So I'm just going to say the obvious. I'm going to give it to Kristen Stewart. Listen, mm. she understood the assignment again. Like she's so awkward. She, Bella, Bella Swan, incredibly awkward character, underrated, like super lack of social skills. Oh. Um, and Kristen Stewart did what she had to do. She was great. She yeah. kicked off her career from this. Uh, and yeah, MVP. Yeah. I'm giving it to Robert Pattinson because I was too harsh on his acting last time and I he did act the shit out of this role. Wow. So Not necessarily, him. but he went for it. He went no, for he it. He did. Really he funny. did. And then yeah. Amelia? I would say I'm going to give it to both of you guys for sitting through this movie more than once. You know? Yeah. Thank you. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's do lightning <laughs> round. Um, is this movie better or worse than the average cringe mode selection? I know we kind of touched on this, but Kate, quickly. Yeah. I would say it's worse nowadays than the average cringe mode selection, but it's more timeless. It's enduring. Mm, you know, yes, it's important yes. to a whole generation of people. Yes. Amelia? Yeah. I think, you know, what's only worse is like some of those Nicholas Sparks movies. So, yeah. But I think those were like more fun. Again, movie, not that fun. Fun to discuss perhaps and like <laughs> laugh about his like okay. clenched fist. But I don't know. I think I had more fun watching some other things in the last year. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Um, Kate, what's this next lightning round question? So I was trying to think of ways to freshen up uh, this cringe mode because we already talked about it. And I was like, oh, my God, I'll watch the extended edition. Wow. Uh, so I paid an extra dollar on wow. Amazon to get the extended edition. And then it turns out it was four and a half fucking minutes of content. Oh. Um, so I just want to tell you about the scenes that were extended uh, or added. And I want to ask you which of them they should have kept in the theatrical version. Number one, they extended the diner ketchup scene. There's a scene in the diner where Charlie and Bella are talking about, you know, her life oh. moving in with him. Uh, and basically the only thing that happens is Kristen Stewart is like shaking the ketchup and then she like shakes it kind of a different way and they're having an awkward conversation and she keeps shaking the ketchup. <laughs> and again, like the internet has really latched onto like how she can't seem to get the ketchup out of the bottle <laughs> no matter what she does. So yeah, it's ketchup. Like 30 extra seconds of ketchup. That's the first what? option. Second option, Carlisle and Esme have a kiss scene. They're mm. in their house. Uh, Edward has taken Bella upstairs and they're talking about how happy they are that Edward's found someone. After all this time, he's 104. He finally <laughs> found someone that he wants to be with. Uh, and then they have a little kiss against the wall. So that was a winner in my book, but I'll let you we vote. should have kept that in. Okay. Mm -hmm. I agree. And then uh, number three, again, this has also uh, become a meme. Uh, there's a scene when Bella and Edward are in his bedroom and, you know, they're talking about like Claire de Lune. She's like looking at his record collection, all this stuff. And she picks up a rainmaker and she says, I made one of these in school out of chinchilla droppings. Uh and then there's like an awkward silence and she puts it down and they go back to their conversation that did get cut what? out. And I just simply don't know why. <laughs> Dang. So oh. if you had to pick one of these to make it into the movie, uh, ketchup shaking, Carlisle Esme kiss scene, or chinchilla droppings. Thoughts? For cringe mode, I choose chinchilla droppings for my own enjoyment. I think Carlisle Esme kiss. I agree. I agree. That's the right answer, I think. Amelia? I, ketchup? I kind of love the ketchup. 
Is that so wrong? I just feel like no. it's re- it's like relatable. Yeah, I, she's weird. I, you know, yeah. yeah. Why not? Yeah. I could use another 30 seconds of that. Yeah. Sure, sure. Guys, we have really good news coming <laughs> up for next week because Kate, the overlord of this podcast, has demanded our next selection. And it's really, really good. I think you guys are all really excited about it. Kate, you want to give like tease it, tell it, anything? I think they should watch it. You guys. Okay. Next week is the 15-year anniversary of iconic sports movie, Stick It. Great movie. Uh, formative for me in many ways. <laughs> I thought that I was going to be an Olympic gymnast. I also thought I was going to grow up and marry Missy Peregrim. Uh, one of those things has not happened. The other one still probably won't happen. Um, but yeah, watch Stick It. And we'll come back and discuss next week. Very excited. Really, really, really excited. Every week, Kate's like, okay, guys, stick it. And she's like, oh, no, that's next week. Okay, okay, but stick it, right? Everyone's like, yeah, no, we're going to do it. It's all good. It's like, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> lastly, finishing out this pod is Tea Time's unanswerable questions. I got a quick one, but we do have a tattoo expert in our midst, so I'm going to ask it. Is this neck slice tattoo that Machine Gun Kelly just got the most painful placement, literally, <laughs> Ever, or at least like seemingly painful. I don't have any tattoos, Ooh. but Machine Gun Kelly just debuted a long, thin red line all the way, kind of along his Adam's apple, all the way down his like neck slash throat. Oh, it just, I saw it when it was like kind of swollen and just freshly done. <laughs> it's intense. It's really, really intense. Um, and it kind, it kind of, it, it, yeah, kind of freaked me out. So anyway, do you guys think this is probably like a his most painful or? or be the most painful place to get a tattoo? It really freaks me out. Mm-hmm. I think it yeah. probably was really painful. Although, like, the fact that he's with Megan Fox also gives me, like, Jennifer's body vibes if he just, like, oh. is constantly wounded and, like, around <laughs> Megan Fox. Oh. So I actually kind of approve of it in that context. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah. no, I, I, it's really creepy and gross to me. I yeah. Tell you. <laughs> yeah. Well, as a tattoo expert, because I watched three seasons of Ink Master. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I would say I've heard from them. There's they the tattoo tattooists, the people who tattoo tattoo um, artists, yeah. artists. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Wow. OK. Um, they don't like tattooing that area because mm-hmm. it's just like the skin is really weird there and it's just difficult. It's a difficult area. Huh. They didn't really say it was the most. Pa- I assume it probably is painful um, just because that's like. That's just like you would think you would cough thin during skin. it or something, yeah. and it's yeah, thin yeah. skin and it's oh. bumpy. But oh. they <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but they said that out of all places, ribs are ostensibly the worst part hmm. because they are also. I feel like they're kind of similar to the throat neck area, and that yeah. you know, there's like it's a, a prominent thing is there like yeah. ribs and the esophagus and you know it's such so. a popular place to get a tattoo too you think i know yeah, yeah. it's very strange so yeah okay anyway <laughs> last question from amelia um i just really want to quickly ask because i forgot this happened and it was so disappointing i'll be honest i am disappointed i you can judge me um but chrissy Teigen made a whole you know, hubbub about I'm leaving Twitter. This is just not good for me. Which, you know what? I applaud you. Good job. Okay. That's great. I'm glad that you're logging off. You have two kids. Like, do your thing. Yeah. Um, which isn't to say if you have two kids, you don't, you can be on Twitter. I don't care. But 
what really bugs me is that she made this whole like sanctimonious post about how like, you know, it's just bad. And I, you know, need to live in the present and I just can't do this anymore. You people are so mean and I just, you know, am better than this. And then she comes back three weeks later only to be like, "Ah, JK. And I just think that is so fake that you are fakey McFakerton. Like (laughs) I just... That yeah. is, so, I lost a lot of, I'll be, I know maybe this is me being weird, but I lost a lot of respect. I was just like, wow, wow. And so my question is, why do you think her departure was only three weeks? What happened? I think she probably just missed being perceived. <laughs> I think she missed like internet clout. Like she gets, no yeah. matter if it's good or bad, she gets like a lot of it. And I, yeah. I just feel like that stuff is like addicting. Maybe same thing with like Instagram likes. Yeah. And you guys know better, but retweets like that can be addicting to be like oh my god 10,000 people thought my banana bread thing was funny or whatever <laughs> sure like but I was really annoyed as well to be completely honest but you know what's interesting is we didn't talk about it at the time I think because all of us are so used to just like rolling yeah. our eyes at Chrissy Teigen and we're like it, like it right. was it was a big deal but then her coming back was so almost expected that all of us were like oh that's so true okay. we're like right okay. right yeah I just if she hadn't made it such a big deal to begin with, I right. would have been like, whatever. But it's just like, okay, you know what? Just calm down. Get off your little high right. horse. Right, right. But anyway. I know as as someone who steps away from social media more and more each day, I'm like, <laughs> Chrissy, give it a little time. It'll feel better as each day passes. Right. Um, but yeah. Oh, well. Okay, that's it. That's it for this week. Thank you so much to Kaya, our producer. Thank you guys for listening. As always, I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kay Howell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.